And welcome to another week of Radio Melee. I'm back from Battle of BC, and we got a very special guest who, you know, we were actually going to get on last week, uh, except, of course, Salt was making uh, making waves in the coin box bracket, which happens to be at the same time as Radio Melee. We'll figure that out. Welcome to the show, Salt. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How y'all doing? Yeah. How are you doing, PP? Doing good. Glad to be here. Glad to have Salt on. I think... You know, she's been rising through the ranks for a while, making good plays, fun to watch, and uh, and pretty funny on her stream too. Recommend checking her out. Um, and so I think I think we're gonna have a good time here today. And um, you know, speaking of, I think good plays. You had you know you had several, many, uh, excellent plays over at Low Tide City, um, a couple weekends ago now, Salt. And so I'm curious. You know, with wins over Axe and Lod, I mean, players that, you know, regardless of how, whatever you may be saying about, about um, any players right now, I mean, those are, those are people, those are great wins. Those are good wins and they really, you know, help elevate, you know, a lot of people's ranks. So I think that's, that's really impressive. And so I'm curious going into that, did that event, Salt, did you feel like you, you could get that win? Did you feel like uh, you had prepared one for it? Do you feel like you knew those matchups well? Um, that's a tough question. I, so I played at the pre-local and it was just Lod there along with, uh, you know, other people like Smash Poppy, Evans, all of them. Um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't expect to win that, but I played against Lod and I won and then I won again. So then when I played at low tide, I kind of just, I was like, I guess I could just win this. Probably like if, I, if I if I just play good, I could win it. I, I practice a lot with Swift in the Pika matchup. Mm. So, um, but not prior to that, just in the past. So I kind of took the knowledge from that. And then for a lot, it was just, um, can I have the same thought process that I had at the pre-local and just apply it to the low tide? And that's how that one worked. All right, and so with with Lod, how were you able to? I mean, did you have the same type of practice? Did you have the same level of practice? Was was there any difficult adaptation Lod had you do? Because I think many people talk about how smart he is as a player. He's he's very smart. I played him in a coin box mm. two months ago, or like two or three months ago, and um, so I kind of took what I got from that set. And remembered what he would do, but I didn't. I didn't necessarily prepare for it. I don't. I don't really practice against Peach or anything like that. I think it's a very straightforward matchup. You just really. I think it's a very straightforward matchup. I guess that makes. Um, sense. What do you mean by straightforward? Because I feel like in in some ways Peach is like really different than a lot of other characters. But I could see what I kind of see what you mean. But yeah, what do you mean by that? Aggressively camp is what I say. So you, you you kind of you don't go in, you kind of stay out of the range because mm-hmm. if, if you if you are playing Peach against a fox or any fast character, you learn that you can't control the pace of the match as Peach, mm-hmm. and it's all up to the other player. So I just I kind of just try and take control. I keep them in the corner and there, wait for them to come in, type of ordeal. So I ha- mm-hmm. apparently I haven't lost to a Peach since 2019 on land. So oh, damn. It, it's not it's not super hard matchup. It's hard because it's lot, but it's wow. still just each at the end of the day. That's a crazy statistic. And I mean this was so how many sets did you play with Lod overall then? Because it was it was the pre-tournament and the and low tide itself. Was it like, like four? three sets? Four? It was four sets over the weekend, yeah. Wow. Damn. That's convincing then, I would say. Four sets is a lot, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah, that that's crazy. I remember we were talking at a, a very fond memory I had was Riptide coming out of the pandemic, just because it was like, you know, the first tournament that pretty much I went to in like two three years because of COVID. And I remember we were talking at that, and you were saying like, I don't know what your ranking was at the time, but you were like, yeah, I could probably get like top fifty. Like you know, that's gonna be, you know, that feels like realistic, and I'm gonna work towards that. And it was kind of cool because I had that in my head. Um. This was actually, I don't know if you remember, but we were playing friendlies like while they were take, like they were kicking everybody out of the venue. And I think it was like me, you and like Logan. Logan. Yeah, it was yeah, me, Logan. And Logan. Yeah. And you and you said that and I was kind of like, yeah, that made like in my head. I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't see why not. Because um, already like in terms of like the tech skill and, and the combo game and the awareness and everything like that was all there. So it just felt like it was just like, 
couple more building blocks. So like, yeah, like what was that? You know, you I guess you set that as a goal for yourself. How did you kind of, how'd you make that happen? You think like what, what, what like because I would say you had a pretty fast and steady rise since then. So like, was there anything like very conscious that you actually did? You know, to kind of make that happen. You know, I really, I think I just got lucky. I don't know. I like, I, I, I got, I got coaching from Emily and that has helped out a lot, but I think it also is just, I don't know. I feel like I got a little lucky. Really? I, just play, I played a lot. I, I got, you know, tips from Emily on what, what I should do. I played against good players and it just kind of, you know, stacks onto each other and just kind of works. I don't know. Well, there are people that play a lot and they don't get better, and they're probably very frustrated hearing that. Salt is do you, do you is there something about the way that you play when you play a lot? Something about your learning process that helps? Um. Well, for me, I so whenever I play friendlies with people, I'm never trying to win. I'm always just trying to um experiment with new combo trees or how my how if I hit the opponent this way and they di this way. Um, what's like a different avenue of what works and what doesn't. And I, I've been doing that for a long time and that's helped. That's helped a lot. So I, I don't, I don't really play. I, well, I kind of play tournament like friendlies, but in tournaments, a little bit more stricter of what, how do I explain this? It's, these are the things I find out or I found out that work. Mm, and i just mm. i put into tournaments so like it might look weird but i know it works mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and i mean i love and i and i love that i think that that's really giving you your own distinctive flavor of of, of falcon um that looks so different from a lot of other falcons because you can tell a lot of this stuff is your own a lot of this stuff is just i mean some of it you know you're borrowing i think from the meta or from other falcons or whatever but some of it's it's your own stuff and it, and it looks good and um you know while you're on this upward upward trajectory, I mean, I was looking and you got ranked, I think, thirty one uh, for beginning Damn. of this year, and so now you're now you you're beating Axe and Laud. So I think you know that's that that number is going to go up if trend continues. What do you have a goal number for this year? Do you have a goal number that you're looking at overall? Is there some? Is there like like what are you trying like and it doesn't have to be about rank but what are you trying to what are you what are you chasing after what are you looking for in this game what are your goals i mean currently right now um i had set a goal after the ssbm rank came out and i just yeah. wanted to be top 30 and i don't want to deviate from that so i'm i'm hoping when the summer rank comes out i just have it's a it's like 20 to 30 but if I get higher than that, that's that's awesome. Um, but I, I guess end goal is that I guess end goal is um I would wanna be ranked number one at some point. And that'd be in the future. That'd be far into the future or soon. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But we'll see. But when the the next rankings come out, I'm just hoping I'm between twenty and thirty. Okay. Cool. Is there Fire. Uh, yeah, I love it. And is there, so, I mean, you know, I think Pikachu and Peach are some matchups that I think a lot of players that may be rising up could feel a little more frustrated with because, you know, mm -hmm. those, those characters aren't as common. And um, as a Falcon player, I know that you actually really like fighting Falco. And so I'd love to hear about that. But I actually, oh, before that, I want to ask, is there a matchup or a play style or anything like that that you find that you struggle with right now? Is there anything that you feel like I haven't I haven't cracked the code on this yet? Not anymore. I know in the past it was a fox that would just camp me. And and it wasn't because I couldn't deal with it. It was it was on um I'm just mad. Like you're playing fox Who's who's like the only character in the game who can actually approach and make it work constantly, but you choose to shoot double lasers at me the whole game, and then I get mad and I get tilted, and then I, I still might win, but it, it's it's frustrating. So that and box fox are like the two, I guess, in the past that just stressed me out. That was the. Would you say that's like the last matchup that you feel like you kind of got good at? Yeah, it was it was Fox. I had a Fox problem for a while. Got you, got you. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, what do you think you're doing differently now? 
I'm just grabbing them. <laughs> That's about it. I'm just grabbing them now. That does help. All uh, it doesn't matter stupid. what controller your controller you have in the arms of Falcon, you are all equal. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah, once you get a grab, you know, any you're it's just a fox. You know, whoever it is, it's just a fox. Um. Yeah. I. I. Uh. I. I think that kind of thing is really interesting because I feel like, especially. I don't know. Coming back to like the Pikachu thing, like I feel like that's a a matchup that historically, like I don't know, like Falcon. You think wins that matchup? I have no idea because I feel like I've seen that matchup a gazillion times, like at all different levels of play, and I feel like that's a that's definitely like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that Falcon players often like they want to do, like sometimes against Pikachu doesn't feel like you can really do it, but maybe you feel differently. I think it's a forty nine fifty one matchup on both sides. Oh damn. It's okay. very volatile because, like, yeah. sometimes the Falcon can absolutely obliterate the Pikachu, but then the same could be done as Pikachu to Falcon. It's a weird matchup to me. I I don't know. It's it's like you're fighting a fox who's also like a sheep in combo weight, and it, it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like even Pikachu's size combo. too, right? Is weird for Falcon because it takes so long for his moves to hit. And I think the one one thing a lot of players struggle with is the um the tech frames or something on Pika because I uh, think they're I think it's like an extra frame or two and that throws people off. But that's also something you have to get used to. Yeah. Yeah, and and circling back to the comment about Falco, um, I mean, most Falcons hate that matchup where they have to put so much time into it and they're like, okay, well, I guess I'm kind of okay with this now. But I think, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you actually like the matchup. And could you, you know, for Falcon, I think it's either that and Fox or maybe that's worse than Fox, some people say. But can you tell us about why you maybe like that matchup and how you how you became so proficient at it? I just like hitting the Pikachu. The, There's so... The, yeah, it's 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 just like how I feel playing against the character. Like, I have a weird way of looking at the game. Where, for example, Falco is like an origami swan, and Fox is like a dot. Falcon's like a big boulder or something. So, like, whenever you hit these characters, it feels a certain type of way when you're colliding those two things. Yeah, but I guess it just it feels the- good when I hit Pikachu with Falcon. I think a lot of I think it's good to have these kind of ways of looking at the game. I remember when I was talking to Hbox about like comboing different characters, he was like cuz I was asking him about the downer, you know, uh Pikachu. You know, Jigglypuff will do like the downer loops, like downer 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 down like short up downer over and over. And Hungerbox was like, "Oh yeah, that's really good against the human characters." And I was like, "Human <laughs> characters." He's like, "Yeah, like the characters that are humans, you know." Marshik Fal- I was like, "Oh yeah. Yeah, those are human characters. That's true." Uh, so, you know, I feel like it's good to have the different, like, modes of, like, hitting this character feels like this. Because cause then it kind of, like, gives you something to go off of when you look for your confirms, you know? Um, do you feel like... I got one more question for you. Because the the meme that we kind of got into, uh, for everyone who hasn't checked that out, over on the Golden Gardens Melee channel, we did a bunch of roundtables at the Golden Gauntlet where we brought on basically all the players and kind of put them into groups of, like, a couple players per round table, and then we just talk about whatever. And the thing that kept coming up was Salt has a pocket everything, right? That was kind of the thing. You play a lot of characters at a pretty high level. So I got two questions there. I got two questions. One is, uh, you know, are there any crazy characters that you've been working on lately by any chance? And then the other question I want to ask was, you know, we're talking about some of these harder matchups for, for I, I, I guess... Harder for most Falcons. I don't know about you, but like, let's say Falco, for example. But I know you got a cracked Falco. So do you feel like you having, you know, the ability to play all these different characters, do you feel like that helps you figure out how to fight against them as Falcon? And sorry, I just asked you like two questions at once, so you can answer whichever one you want. Well, I'm glad yeah. you asked that because I've I've always thought... So back whenever I first started, I had mm. problems. My biggest problem in matchups were it was Falco... And Sheik. And so I would play Classic. Sheik against Falcon, and I would play Falco against Falcon. But then I also had an Ices who would just wobble them if I just couldn't beat them. And then I had a Fox because, you know, that character's broken. So, but no, I would play other characters against my main so that I can understand what they wanted to look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's like, I was talking about this recently. Like I want to pick up the next character. I want to pick up is peach. I feel like I don't understand peach that well. And I feel like I need to learn how to play the character mm. to understand what it's like. Yeah. She looks like a lot of fun, I guess. Okay. She looks fun unless they're camping you, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, are there any crazy characters you're working on right now? Any low tiers, anything like that? You know, Mewtwo. No, I, I've been working on my peach and my ICs. I was doing icy handoffs. I did eight in a row for the first time. That felt oh, crazy. That, that felt crazy. And then I, I've been working on my peach doing just float cancel nares and all that because I think that character is actually really cool. Like I'll watch Ryo mm. beats peach combos. Mm. It's, yeah, Ryo beats crazy. It's insane to watch. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I always thought that like Peach was a uh, like I don't know. I feel like I feel like back in the day, like the way that like people played Sheik, like the old school Sheik playstyle where you kind of down smash a lot and stuff, like it's kind of disinterested in the character. But I feel I feel like the way the Peach community now plays the character like is really really interesting. So yeah, I'm a big fan of like watching a lot of the modern Peach players for sure. Law, I mean, Law is crazy. Polish is crazy, you know. Ryobeat for sure. Um, yeah, PP. How about you? I think we can get into the community voice and start getting some callers on. We got a couple sure. questions lined up. Yeah, we got, we got callers. Else. We got callers. We got callers. So I mean, let's not keep them waiting. Yeah. And oh, and if you wanted to ask, uh, if you wanted to call in and talk mm. to us, because we do have a couple questions, but you know, we're not exhausted. The list isn't exhausted for the episode or anything. Just make sure you use exclamation mark radio melee. Hop into the Discord server. Uh, and it is that simple. You could just, um, I think you have to react to uh, just get speaking permissions in the README channel and the Assign Roles channel. And then you can ask us whatever you want in the channel called Submit Topics Here. Um, 3 p.m. Yeah. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Roll through. Every single week on Tuesdays. That's right. Let's take a look at the community voice from last week. I actually think I asked the community voice. Uh, well, me and PP. Um, and we were talking about a little bit about Battle of BC, but we were also talking about uh, just, I don't know, I wanted to zoom it out a little bit. So I basically think I, I posed the question, who do you think is going to be ranked number one at the end of the year? Uh, just because, you know, I think people, like, there's no real wrong answer. Like, obviously, it could be anybody. Uh, Nahom Tesfe, uh, who's oh, a gosh. Love love Nahom Tesfe, says, Cody or Zane's going to get number one. The JMU bubble will pop, but after a mid-year slump, will show great progress, beat HBox multiple times, and end up roughly where he was last year. Amsa will conquer Fox Demons, but his fellow top players will do better against him, and he'll be a spot or two lower than last year. It'll be a mango summer, but the competition will be tight by the end, and he'll be relatively coasting. Zane will be good throughout the year, but great at the end. Left and Plow will be inconsistent like last year. HBox will be consistent like last year. Cody will be top three if he keeps up attendance. He'll still struggle against Mango. It'll be a mango summer. That's it. That's an interesting one. It's funny. It's funny that yeah, that 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 Amsa Fox Demons thing hasn't exactly panned out yet. Because if anything, Amsa dominated the rest of the competition. Um, you know, beating Jamie pretty solidly, beating Zane pretty solidly, but still struggling against Cody. Uh, Corey Amon says, looking forward to seeing one Cody, two Jamie, three Amsa at the end of the year rankings. I'm rooting for Zane to battle BC, and I'm excited to see his ices. I'm so sorry that didn't happen. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I wish we could have seen that. I'm very. I hope for it too. I know it's uh, yeah. I mean, it just didn't uh, didn't. I mean, it's only Sheik, right? So we we still gotta we still gotta see Zane versus Sheik. I mean, I'm sure it'll happen soon. Um, I think Zuppy's gonna pop off, pop off, and beat Cody going in top twenty four. I think that might have been kind of close, but Cody definitely got the better of that one. Aklo's gonna beat Axe. If the best set of the tournament versus Jamie for winners top eight, oh, that would have been crazy. Jamie was my pick to win the tournament because seeding seems to help him avoid hungry box, and the only fox he's looked fallible against this year is S Fop. And you could take the uh, the Brennan Hunt, PP. Oh yeah, yeah. And we've got we've got our prediction for Battle of BC winner. He'd like to see Zane get one this year since he was the previous number one. Uh, and then we had the number one for 2023 being Jamuk. You only need to win like four or five majors to get the number one rank, and he's already off to a great start. Uh, I, you know, what's interesting. I, I think, um, we didn't see anyone real. Oh, I guess there was only one prediction for the battle of BC and, uh, they went with Zane as well, which I think is a pretty safe pick, but I think Cody's just been, he's just been popping off. Um, and as for the ranks, I mean, you know, I, we see Cody on two of these answers. Um, and then 
Zayn and Jaymook and the other uh, sort of in contention for the other one. So it's kind of interesting how how there is kind of a a, a split for the consideration for number one, which I think is an exciting thing for the game right now. Yeah, uh, and I think that like Cody um, getting predicted to be that high makes a a ton of sense. I feel like uh, yeah, Cody is somebody who. I don't know. It really feels like Cody is a very complete player right now. Like he can lose to, you know, J-Moke or Zane, but um, it doesn't feel like there are any roadblocks for Cody. The, the way that some of these other top players, it feels like there might be, you know, they have like a problem matchup here or there. Uh, it doesn't really feel like Cody has a problem. I guess outside, you know, potentially Mango, but, you know, that right. kind of remains to be seen. It's been a while. It does. So, it does. So, you know, that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cody's Cody's looking. He's starting to. I mean, a lot of the sets were close last weekend. Really, got encourage you guys to go check that out. But yeah, uh, finals at least were were convincing, and some of the games where mm-hmm. he won were very convincing. So I think pretty pretty exciting time once again to be watching melee. Um, doesn't feel like anything set in stone yet, and we haven't seen Zane's icy. So really, anything could happen. Yeah, absolutely uh, the case. Well, I'm okay with taking callers if you gamers are. Let's get our first callers in the call. We got a couple questions lined up, and our first caller of the day is going to be Sup, I'm Crimson. What's up, Crimson? Where are you calling in from, and what you got for us today? Oh, I'm from New York, and I got a question for Sup. Nice. Let's see y'all, by the way. Oh, what's up? Sup, right. Sup. So, uh, you've had a lot of game fives with a lot of the top players, with some examples being Zane, Left, Plup, Wizzy. And while you've shown that you have the ability to take, get it to the final stretch, what do you think is necessary to get it over the finish line, in a sense? And does it give you any confidence as to the future of your melee career? A hard question. Uh, I've been clutching out the Game 5s more often than not now. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think changed? I think what changed is that and I, I think this is a thing that happens with a lot of players when they go get game five or they, you know, they play against a top player and it's and they're up 2-0. It just becomes like a blur. Mm. You start to think about, oh, I might actually win. And it becomes like a blur. And it's just kind of like the next thing you know, you you blink your eyes and the set's over and you lost. And it's just like. And and so against Leffen and Zane and like like all, all, all those people in the past, when I played against them and I went game five, it was like a blur because I think it was just the amount of dopamine that I had being game five against them and just knowing that it was possible overshadowed the fact that I was playing against them. And so I just started to make, you know, bad decisions or I would just get forced doctor or whatever. It doesn't happen too much anymore now because I, I try to just keep the focus on the game compared to the past where it was just like, Oh shoot, I'm about to just, Oh my God. You know, do you think having just the experience to be in those situations and know you can do it? Does that also help you when you're back in them? Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's kind of like this, the same thing whenever you haven't played on a stage before mm. and you go up there mm. and it's a lot more ner- nerve wracking than it is, you know, playing on a head up in the back. So, Mm-hmm. I think I think it does help to be in that position a couple of times to be able to just start clutching it out. And so any do you have any like let's say let's say you were coaching someone and they were they were nervous about these game fives like I can never close it out I've been in this situation a lot you know do, if if you had to give advice to someone in that spot do you have anything extra you'd say to them? Yeah, I so so what 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 I do and it happened against um it happened at LTC where I was up against Lod 2-0 and I started to think about oh I might win this set I'm a being grands and blah blah blah. Um what I do is that I focus on the game. So I I see he's doing a dash dance, he's pulling a turn up, he's trying to de- dash attack, he's doing this, he's doing that, and I just I'm like, okay, he's doing that, he's doing that, he's doing that. It takes away whatever I'm thinking about, you know, prior to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I also found that helpful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I also found what, that what helpful. I, talk to me about that, PP. 
Yeah, no, I, I always, you know, it was funny. Uh, I, people would ask me a lot of questions like that when I was coming up. Why, why, why do you never get really nervous or think about when you're going to win or or choke or whatever? And I was like, well, why would you do that? You're you're paying attention to the game. Why would you think about those things? Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was always weird. I get it now uh, because it, it happened more to me after you know I rose to a certain point. But yeah, no, when you ah. when you when you are that clued into the game when you're saying okay this is what they're doing what can i do about it or if you're if you and especially once you notice those thoughts you're like okay what what is thinking about this going to do for me nothing i just Mm. need to pay attention to the game i just need to say what are they doing right now do i have the lead how can i play with that like you can ask yourself questions that get you to focus on what matters what's going to get you to win and then you know think about you can think about the meaning of it and everything outside of it right you leave the game for the game and the outside of the game for the outside of the game as much as you can yeah, that's it's it's that easy. You just just think about the game. Yeah, yeah I mean, I it is that. it is just it is just do it forehead sounding, no. but you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 very beautiful. It almost reminds me of um, uh, okay, okay. So it, it, weirdly analogous. Okay, you know how they always say like you know no one ever quits melee. Mm. Um, and that's because people who sometimes people try to quit melee, but they don't actually get another hobby, so they're just like I'm just gonna stop playing melee, and then they can't stop because they they don't have a new hobby that they care about. To like, mm-hmm. you know, fill that void, right? You got to take that um, somewhere else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so you know, I almost feel like what you're kind of saying is like it's not like, like imagine. So the, the the analogy is we're not talking about quitting melee, but we're talking about not thinking about things that make you nervous. Right. And it's less about not thinking about things that make you nervous, but find something to think about that is more productive to think about, like neutral game, like. Yeah, how to play your, you know, the stock count, how to like take your take your focus, like get so focused on the gameplay that you you forget about the stuff that was making you nervous. Right. It almost feels like that's kind of what you're saying is like it's not like it's not like stop thinking about it's never about like stop thinking about this. It's like think about this instead. Right. I mean, if you have a thought and you're like, oh, no, now I'm thinking about it. I need to stop. Right. You're just <laughs> right. Now you're, you're thinking about not thinking about something. And you, it's all it's all so just spirals. Right. Exactly what you two yeah. are saying. And so, that yeah, you want to you, you know, if you don't want to think about dancing pink elephants with top hats, you don't think about not thinking about them. You replace them with something else. Right. Mm-hmm. It's you could you could use, you know, we can, you can make the example a bunch of different ways. But the point is to think about something else that's interesting to you. Love it. It definitely does help. At the Golden Gauntlet, whenever I played against none, sometime around game three or four, I just started to think about tacos. I was really hungry. <laughs> I couldn't stop. And then I just got destroyed because I couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> but so, you weren't nervous. I wasn't nervous. I just wanted some tacos. <laughs> I'm like, why? Well, it's a fast. I mean, if the, set, if the set goes faster, you do get to tacos faster, if that's any consolation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely true oh well hey good discussion uh thank you so much for calling in crimson uh you got any shout outs for us on your way out today shout out salt just in general heck yeah well said have a good one you too see you see ya all right we got our next caller lined up it is polydank hello polydank welcome to the polydank. program where are you calling in from, and what's your question for us today, gamer? Wait. Uh, okay, that's better. I was listening to the stream, so I heard double. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, so, yeah, I'm calling in from uh, Henderson, Nevada, so just south of Vegas. Oh, nice. And I've been holding a question for you, uh, Golden Guardians. So my okay. question is for today is, what's the best way to get out of playing offline friendlies? Should I try really hard to win? Is it better to experiment with new options? Should I try to be a chatty about the game or stay silent? I'm really curious about this. That's a good question, yeah. Mm-hmm. You already talked about this some, right? Salt, where you were saying, you know, you liked experimenting a lot and you felt that helped your growth. Do you do you have anything more to say about that and also what they were saying about talking more or less, helping your improvement? Um, I, I think... It's a balance of both. Um, like if you're really trying to improve, like, or you're you're playing against someone who's at your skill level, and y'all are both trying to grind, I don't think talking is like a good thing to do. But whenever I play with people, I'll, I'll like 
even if it's online i'll hop in a call and i you know mm. i'll talk i'll laugh you know because ultimately you do want to enjoy what you're doing you don't always want to sit down and play and just have this stoicism is that the mm-hmm. Word? Mm-hmm. right right stoicism about how you carry a carry your yourself in the games you, you still want to enjoy yourself mm-hmm. that's what i've done for years i mean sometimes i'll play against cody um and I am just silent, and I am just trying to get the most out of the games. But then other times, I'm I'm laughing and I'm throwing out a puck and punch here or there, doing a moonwalk here or there, just having fun. Yeah, and 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 what do you think the importance of of having fun for that is? Because I think a lot of people when they come up now, they're grinding Uncle Punch and and unranked for four hundred hours a day, and and maybe not moonwalking and Falcon punching. You know, is there? What do you think? Maybe what do you think that adds in? I think if you, because again, ultimately, it is a game, and for some, it's a job. But you don't want to lose that um, the happiness you get from what you're doing. Because uh-huh. if you if you can't sit down and enjoy what you're doing, then there's almost no point to doing it anymore. You know, I like to. I've been playing for almost nine to 10 years now. And I still, I come back because the game can still make me smile and laugh and let me have a good time. Even whenever I'm getting just absolutely destroyed, I I still have my fun. Love that. Um, Toph, did you have, did you have any extra thoughts about any, any of the topics raised? Yeah. I mean, I I think that like, you know, when it comes to, like talking and stuff like that. I think it really just depends on, I mean, is the, if the goal here is I'm, I'm going to assume that the question was asked from the point of view, like getting better. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I think that like, you know, mm-hmm. okay. Even looking at how like top players practice on stream, like if they um, are playing like online, a lot of the time they'll hop into discord call. Um, and I mean, I do think that there's something to like, it really depends kind of what you're looking for. And also like kind of, style the styles of the people like the people playing and but but when i say style i don't mean like play style i mean like how you are as a person i think some people can do a better job playing and talking than others um it really really depends like if you're the type of person that or i mean let's say like you know let's say you're have you're playing a you're playing somebody and you're having a particular amount of difficulty like beating some option i don't know like falco keeps like up tilting or something let's just say and then instead of like like two hours just sitting there quietly and like you know, like getting frustrated, like, oh my God, I can't, I can't do anything about like, you know, you could ask them like, Hey, how do I like, what do you think I should be doing to do to beat such and such? I mean, it's possible to take this like, you know, too far, you know? Um, Cause like sometimes, sometimes it is kind of better to, you know, kind of experiment on your own, but um, no, I do think there is something to like, potentially, you know, especially depending on who you're playing, like, you know, if they seem like they're up to it, I think there's definitely something to be said for like, you know, you can talk about things, especially like between games. Um, but for me, I mean, I'd say the number one thing is uh, just being um, being like like in friendlies. Like I think playing to learn instead of playing to to win or whatever, I think is is pretty valuable. Like I'll go into friendly sessions like specifically having like a goal in mind to like maybe I want to do. Um, I'll get I me. Mean, I'll give you an example. Like like. I I really lately uh, have been wanting to, you know, make my, like, platform tech chasing better. So I have, like, a goal where I'm, like, telling myself, like, okay, I'm going to go for a lot of grabs and go for a lot of up throws under the platform and really try to make sure that I'm, like, you know, cleanly getting, like, the up air and, like, getting, like, up air, like, re-grab if they tech to the side or something. Like, you know, I have a goal in mind that I want to, like, practice this specific thing. Um, and so I'm kind of tailoring how I'm playing, like, around that. And I think that, like, you know... That way, it kind of takes the, um, it take it makes it a little bit less results oriented. You know, even if you're losing some of the friendlies, like at least you're working on what you wanted to work on. So you're not going to get, you know, let's say you're playing someone who's way better than you. At least you're not going to feel like you're completely lost. So I think doing that sort of thing actually helps a lot for me personally. Like, I'm a big fan of that. Like, set a goal for like I want to practice this one thing and then kind of go for. It. Yeah, I I, mean, I think that's well said, and I mean, especially if you're playing someone a lot stronger than you, then you get lots of practice on your di and and teching and everything else right so so mm-hmm. there you can always you know make sure you know how far can i go on this or not go depending on how you're trying to di and that's always really interesting and i think 
as far as talking goes, it's an interesting thing, right? Because talking is a two-way street. If the other person doesn't want to talk and you're trying to ask them questions all the time, they're just going to get annoyed, right? They just want to focus. They don't want to talk to you. But right. if you have someone that's that that also you know is willing to improve, willing to have a little bit of dialogue, I think questions like, did you mean to do that? Or what were you thinking when you did this? Or what's what's difficult about what i'm doing or what's what is there any habits that i have that are obvious there are questions that you can ask that you know can save you some time and and can help you both grow and you can offer that to the other person as well so i think it really depends on how dedicated you both are to improving how much you both like talking but you know uh, i think there's always an element to at least you know ask a question of like you know did you mean to do that or what were you thinking right there and they can just say a couple of words but sometimes that can be really helpful Yeah, um, yeah. If that's uh, unless unless you have anything else you wanted to add, Salt, we can go ahead and move on. I just want to I just want to check in. Adding on to what Tope said about mm -hmm. practicing specific stuff, that is a really good thing to do. Back then, I would whenever I tried to learn how to CC, I put a mm -hmm. a limitation on myself where if I shielded anything, I just SD. So I would try to mm. win. But I would only win by not shielding, only CCing and doing stuff like that. Or in, re in recent times against Fox, um, I go for a lot more tech chases in my friendlies because I'm trying to get that up to. I'm trying to get, get that up to par so I could comfortably do, do that in tournament because tech chasing in a, in a high stakes situation is it's pretty hard, pretty hard. You get scared, you grab them, and you think to yourself, "Oh, this Here could be go. it." And then you and then you, you do the down throw and you freeze. Uh, uh, that's another thing I've been I've been practicing. So yeah, I, I, I agree with what Tope said. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I've noticed a lot of like existing top players got good this way too. Like Zane is somebody who I really have noticed this style of improvement from over the years, where like I remember I'd play Zane in friendlies in like 2018, 2019, 2020, and like I remember one time, like, Zane was just trying to power shield forward smash everything. It was, like, really... Or power shield up tilt. And, like, you know, it was the kind of thing where, like, it's, like, oh, he's going for that so he can, like, work... Because, like, you, you're overdoing it in the friendlies. Like, you're doing it every time to where it gets predictable. But then on the flip side, you get so good at it and it becomes part of your muscle memory. So then you integrate it into... You go from not doing it at all because you've never practiced it. Then you do it too much. You're, like, overdoing it because you're really practicing it. You're, like, focusing on doing it. And then you dial it back to the level you 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 should be doing it at, right? And I think that's how like Zane, from my observation, has integrated some of these like techniques into his gameplay. Where now you know he'll be playing and he's not really doing it. Then out of nowhere, like power shield up tilt or power shield forward smash. It's like, oh, where did that come from? Um, so yeah, I think that style of improvement is like actually really really beneficial. So you could try that, Polydang. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, I think that's another great discussion all around. Thank you, Polly Dank, for calling in. Any shout-outs mm -hmm. for us on your way out today? Uh, you're welcome. That's all great perspectives. I guess I would like to shout-out uh, Vegas Melee. So I'm local to the Vegas scene. And shout-out to Slump and Wacko, who got both got uh, 33rd at the Battle of BC. Oh, nice. So that's very respectable. And very Wacko's nice. taking uh, Polo to Game 5 as well. And then also JVAC for getting a win on stream. Nice. So, yeah, those are my shouts for today. All right, thank you. <laughs> All right, have a good have one. Have a great one, All right, too. Bye. All right, well, we've got our next caller already lined up here, so we'll go ahead and take him in. It is Downgrade Falco back at it again. Hello, Downgrade Falco. Where are you calling in from once again, and what's your question for us today, gamer? Good evening, good evening, Golden Gamers. I'm calling in from Germany, Berlin, as usual. Lovely. Mm -hmm question goes uh, out to all of you and it is uh, if you could change history and win one tournament from the past which one would you choose to be the winner of it could be a major that you participated in or it uh, it could be a local region or a regional that you participated in that really stuck in your mind and you really wanted to win that one which one would you choose oh damn what a funny question um yeah because like i could you know i could just say genesis one right and just be like <laughs> boom 
now I've won Genesis one. That's such I a did. different timeline. You know what I'm saying? And it's such a different timeline. But I always feel like that's like too cheating. You know, I like I wasn't anywhere close to it. I don't think I got out of Fools of Genesis one. So or like I could say a tournament I wasn't even at. You know, but I feel like that's kind of not. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, maybe maybe we we could uh, just keep it like at a reasonable tournament. Right. <laughs> tournament you were actually. Maybe yeah. You yeah, well yeah, and you were yeah. you maybe you had like actual good chances to make it yeah. through bracket and uh, on the and you drowned in pools or something like that. Damn, there was this um, there was you know there was this foundry I really wish I won, uh, and I don't know why, but Sfat was going Marth, so I beat Sfat, and then I was like, and then I think I and then I think Dewan was kind of drunk, so I beat Dewan. And Silent Wolf was in NorCal. So Grand Finals was me versus Silent Wolf, but I was coming from the winner side. Um, and I remember thinking, like, damn, if I win this foundry, like, over SFAT, Dewan, and Silent Wolf, like, that's crazy, right? <laughs> and he reset the... Or, sorry, sorry, sorry. What was it? No, 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 no. I was coming from losers. And then I reset the bracket against him, but then he went to pee for, like, 10 minutes. He took the longest pee break, and it iced me out, and then he came back and, like, 3-0'd me. So I always think, like, damn, if I won that foundry, it would have been lit. So my answer is that foundry. That's a, that's a good answer. That 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 you we could have made the TOEF documentary off that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, no footage, no footage of that one. <laughs> well, I mean, there's probably like stream footage somewhere, but I don't think yeah. there was. Uh, you know, all we had was that stream back then, just yeah. the, just the webcam view. Still beautiful. Uh, Salt is, I, I mean, I see you cooking over there. Do you want to think about it some more or do you have your answer? Mm -hmm. I think I got my answer. What's your answer? This is a tournament that we could have won, right? Well, it's one you've been, it's one you've been at anyway. There was um, Mega Minnesota Monthly where I played against Zuppy in Grand Finals. Damn it, Minnesota? Yeah. Okay. Shit. I remember, I think I almost got reverse 3-0'd. Or no, I almost got 3-0'd by preeminent. Or maybe this was the one before. Because yeah. I went to two of them, and I lost to Zamu in Grand Finals, and then I lost to Zuppy in Grand Finals. But I think I regret the Zuppy one more. I wish I could have won that one more. What would that have meant to you to win that one? Why would why would you want to change that one? It would have been... So it was a... It, it was a decently stacked tournament and at the time it was me bobby zuppy mech chape jflex ben preeminent like it was a good tournament at the time chape was there yeah wow wow it was a, it, it was a good top eight and it would have been my first regional that i won and I was so close, but then I had to fight this box fox, and I was having problems against box fox at the time. And I think I went game. No, I got three would in the first set of grand finals. Like I got three would so it was really bad. And then set two, it was I think game five last stock, and I just got back aired or something. Mm. Uh, I was I was so pissed. I was so mad about that. I wish I could have won that tournament. I think just that's, so you yeah, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been mad. Yeah, I just didn't want to be mad. I got so mad. <laughs> Went outside and I threw a water bottle. Oh, you did the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I did it off camera, though. Off camera. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that maturity from you. Yeah, I got to contain myself and then I get off camera and I can act like a crazy person. <laughs> but yeah, I wish I won that one. That was like a, a really good tournament. I would have got mm. paid nice, too. It yeah, was like. I think it was like a four hundred, five hundred dollar money match technically in grand finals. Like oh. a that would have been juicy. That would have been nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for me. You know, if I want to, if I want to drastically change the timeline, I think, I think, uh, well, if I really wanted to drastically change the timeline, I don't even know what effects this would cause, but it would be Battle of the Five Gods. But that's such a terrifying thought. I don't want to have it. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to instead say something. I, I think I think one of the losses that I think shifted the timeline was me, Armada, at Smasher's Reunion. Uh, winning that one would have been pretty good because not only did I have uh, that really good performance at the end of the first set, 
Um, I just had, it was just would have been, I think like winning that would have changed like Armada's view towards competition. Cause they would have lost if someone came over and then maybe he would have tried to compete longer and maybe that would have changed things or maybe he'd have burnt out faster and it would have been bad. I don't know. But, um, I think, I think that would have been an interesting one to win, but if I don't want to mess with the timeline too much and I, and I, and I pull assault and I just don't want to be mad because I was also thinking about this, then, um, after I beat Hungrybox the first time, I lost to him the next two times we played, and I hated that because I knew what to do and I just wasn't doing it all the way, and that made me mad. And mm-hmm. so doing that, so fixing one of those, either the when I went to Florida or when we both played in Georgia, I think that would have been good. So uh, I think one of the, the the one of those would have been nice. Would have liked that. Yeah, Smash's reunion was a. Uh... God, where was that? That was in Norway. Norway. Damn. Yeah. Of all places. It was, it felt like it was 2012. It felt like it was more rare for Armada to lose in Europe, especially back then. Yeah. He just didn't, he just didn't lose. He just didn't lose in Europe. Yeah. Um, I mean, until, until Leffen beat him. Until Leffen. Beast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have to watch that. I've never, I, I, that happened two years before I started playing, and I don't think I watched that. Yeah, it seems Crazy. to be a trend. It's very, it's very strange for me to think about. Like people, people call me an old player, and I'm like, well, no, I think Ken's old, but I'm not old. But that's yeah. like, you know, I'm not used to that. But now, but now I'm, now I'm the boomer player, and it's weird. And I'm just it's not, all relative. Not, it's all relative. To it. But yeah, no, that that. Um, if nothing else, watch game seven from the first set. You don't have to watch that too. It's fine. It's not, you know, not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did. Oh yeah. Europe kept doing the, um, yeah, they did, they did best of seven best finals. Of seven. They did, they did Pretty best commonly, of seven. actually best of seven finals is what they were doing back then. I think after that tournament, it wasn't long after that they stopped. Maybe, maybe it was because of that set. I don't really know. Or maybe we just standardized more, but yeah, that they, they mm-hmm. were, they still ran pal for, a number of years after that, I know when you were st- still playing Salt, I think some parts of Europe anyway were still running PAL for a little bit. And um, but yeah, they they stopped the best of seven not long after that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that it was boy, they they really put me through it out there playing Armada's Peach for four hundred <laughs> games, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's that's a that's a lot. That's a hell of a lot. And that's a, I, like I know fun, it wasn't. Just, what's that? It sounds like fun though. Yeah, no, it it was fun. It was fun. I had a good time. Um, and and the change really didn't. And I played, you know, all Falco back then, and the the changes didn't really impact the set too much. So it was so that was nice as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, also the European crowd was like split down the middle, fifty fifty. So I got some cheering, and he got some cheering. Which wow. Was kind of- which was funny. They, but he'd just been winning so long. They were just so tired of it. They were like, yeah. "Please, someone else." But like, there were people that were like, "Well, I mean, it's a close set, so you know, we can cheer for we can finally cheer for our motto without feeling bad." I got to defend the home home turn, right? So. Yeah. So they were split. So it, it was it was a fun crowd too. So like, it wasn't too biased one way or the other, which is always nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it was that, that was that's always fun to think about, and I guess maybe. Maybe a fun little history lesson for uh, Downgrade Falco, who asked the question from Europe. Thank you for calling in today. And uh, any shout-outs for us on your way out today? Yeah, thank you. While winning Genesis 1 surely is a dream of many. Thank you all for your answers. I thought they were great. Um, and my shout-outs today always as well go to Berlin Smash and to all of the Melee creators uh, who yeah produce awesome content around the game still after all those years. Mm-hmm. Have a nice evening, guys. You Appreciate too. that, Downgrade Falco. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye-bye. All right, and we got time for one more. It looks like we've got Vincent rolling through. Hello, Vincent. Welcome to the program. Where are you calling in from, and what is your question for us today? I'm calling in from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Ooh. And my question is, with how close the skill gap is, do you think a player or character-dominated era is still possible in the future of Melee? Mm. Yeah, I think it. I think we thought it might happen with Zane. Like, I, I want to yeah. say, I, I feel like there was, a, there was a chunk of time, like, right around, honestly, Mango kind of shattered this, from happening with a uh, smash them at 11 but i felt like that period of time was the last 
that was like the last time it felt like really doable, like that it might happen. And then it kind of just didn't happen. And this was back when like, um, this was back when even players that, uh, that kind of, um, you know, do well against Zane now, like I'm thinking in particular Amsa, um, Amsa couldn't even really touch Zane, uh, at that point. Like Zane was kind of, it felt like Zane was mostly beating Amsa. So like, I mean, we had people trying to go chic, trying to ban FD. Yeah, we had a, we yeah. had a lot of. We were like trying to stop Zane with everything we could. Exactly. Yeah, they really threw the kitchen sink at Zane, and it kind of worked, right? Like Zane didn't end up being uh, dominant in the way that you're kind of describing. I feel like that was the last time it seemed like it was going to happen, and now it kind of feels like I don't know. It feels like the field is a little bit too wide open right now. Um, it feels like people have too many like checks and counters, and 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 uh, I don't know what it would take. Um, for there to be that clear of a number one. So I'm going to say unlikely, but I don't know. What do y'all think? Well, Salt, you, you're you playing in it right now. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I don't think it's possible anymore. Why like not? In, the, in the past it was, but now I think that with Slippy coming out, it gives people, you know... I'm able to play with people in California or New York or Canada, practically anywhere, and I can get the practice that, that I do need. So I, I I don't think that there can be a, a player character dominated area. I just don't I don't think it's possible anymore with the amount of re resources that we have now. I I just don't think it is. It would be interesting, you know, I think if you don't think it could be a player, do you think it could be like a, char a character becomes dominant if we switch it around that way? No character. Who would it be? Would it be Fox? Yeah, maybe Fox or, or Marth or if we get a bunch of more JMooks, I don't know. If anything, I think it would just be a Fox, but I don't think that there's any Fox that can just do that. Mm -hmm. Well, again, we're not saying it's just one fox. We're saying this is like, so oh. multiple foxes. Mm -hmm. So like, could one character take up a lot of spots in top eight oh. or, or so on like that? Could a character, yeah. character dominated, dominated era happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it already happens. If you watch Coinbox every two weeks, there's always like four foxes in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. You look yeah, at any tournament, more. there's always a I won a tournament where it was it was me as a falcon. And then I forget the character. And then it was actually just fox 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 and i'm like what the this is ridiculous the character is crazy so i yeah i guess fox he he is like just the best character right now mm -hmm. but when you say dominant um when you say to dominate the era uh vincent i'm kind of assuming you mean like the way like like winning not just it sounds like you're kind of saying not just really like a really common character it sounds like you're saying like literally just wins everything can't be beaten yeah because it sounds like you're saying like, like yeah talk to us I'm, I'm thinking of like eras like uh how you guys started off with like zane's era or like mewtwo king's reign maybe reign is a better word to like think about oh. how i was thinking about the question like do we okay. think that there's a character or a player that will just go on a streak like or HBox even another example like yeah, is that okay. a possibility at like in the immediate or potential like distant future from what we're seeing today? Yeah, it seemed like Tove yeah. thought we're saying no, or at least mm -hmm. unlikely on Tove's part. I feel like it's unlikely. I don't know. Um, I would tend yeah. to agree personally, but obviously I'm just a small voice here. Just the way that I mean, you can also just think of the way the community kind of trended, where at the beginning there was Ken. And Ken was kind of unbeatable. And then there was like Mewtwo King. You could say Mewtwo King, PC, KDJ. They're like, now they're like three people, even though really it was kind of just Mewtwo King. But then like all of a sudden now there's five people who can kind of win. And then these days there's like, you know, it almost feels like there's maybe seven or eight people in that bucket who can like win a major. So it feels like the number has only gone mostly up over time. I mean, I know there was the Mango Zane tier kind of period um, through COVID, but. It and feels like the... by himself and there was clutch God era. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like even those were more, kind of more the exception than the norm um, where the, in general, I feel like it's trended more towards like more, more, and more people can win. Um, I feel like it's 
a lot of things to I feel like the way we talk about melee now is just a little bit more it's a little bit less mystical. Like I feel like in the Five Gods era or whatever, like I remember when Mango was winning everything, you know, people would like people would be like, "Damn, why is Mango so good? Why does he win everything?" And then people would throw these people would say things that just didn't make sense. People would be like, "Well, Mango has no habits. Like you can't read him because he's he's his brain is completely like." People would say people would say shit where I was like, "Like I can tell you don't know what you're talking about." Um, you know the the way people. I mean, you remember how it was PB. The way people would talk about you is like, "Oh, he's so good at neutral, blah blah blah." But it's like, like people would say things that like they weren't really paying attention to the gameplay. Like they were kind of romanticizing it, but they weren't. And I feel like people aren't nearly like that to the same degree anymore. It's 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 like I think the way we talk about melee, and when I say we, I don't just mean like. I mean, players, like the way players talk about the game and players who are on the come up, I feel like there's a much higher level of understanding of what you should be doing. Like, so if you're a top 100 player, I feel like the average top 100 player knows, like, like kind of understands what they should be doing to a greater degree than what I felt like when I was a top 100 player in like 2013. Like, I didn't feel like I knew what the hell I was doing to try to get better. And I felt like I was throwing darts at a wall, you know, um, versus now, like, I feel like just the language that we used to talk about the game, I think is a lot more developed. Um, and I think that helps a lot because it's, it's yeah, it's just less mystical. It's less mystical, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I'll let me offer a counterpoint. So I hear what both okay. of you are saying. You're you're if I wanted to shorten it a little bit, I might say, all right there there is no way you can really hide tech or strategies that well anymore because people can play mm -hmm. people more and the way we think about the game is more developed that's mm -hmm. true uh, there's mm -hmm. no real arguing with that but mm -hmm. there is one area that i think is still very underexplored very underutilized and um i think is something that we've hearkened back to on the show a lot between a lot of different players and that is the emotional aspect that is the mm. um competitive psychology aspect of the game and i think when when we talk when we talk to you know Moki soon say Cody uh, Zane you know Jay Mook blah 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 list goes on and on what these people are saying is well what got me farther what got me over the hump what got me to you know maintain where I was for a long time was the way I thought about the game or thought about myself or or was able to do that and you know often when they lose these positions they're like okay well I wasn't doing that as much and so I think if we can find a player that cracks that code for longer or is able to do that more, then I think that is going to, because if you think about it, if, if every, if knowledge is equal, then it's going to be about whoever can execute on that knowledge. If we're just going to assume that all the, if the characters can roughly, if a lot of the characters can win the roughly similar amount. So I think it is totally possible uh, for a player to still win a lot, but they, they have to, they have to figure out more of that code for longer. And so, there are challenges to that, but I think, you know, we are moving in that direction as a community and, you know, whoever can figure that out sooner, I think can go on a longer run and then maybe other people figure that out along with them. But we already see a lot of that being talked about, even with JMook recently talking about a lot of this stuff. So I think, I think it is possible. That's my counterpoint to keep it interesting. Uh, if you guys want to. So you think the development is going to yeah. happen outside the game, not so much. If it could happen in the game too. Like I, I think. Well, I watch Cody, and I'm like, this is a terrifying human being. Um, I think yeah. it could just be Cody. Um, yeah. Yeah, you uh, changed my mind. You changed my mind. I forget. You know, esports and sports are the same thing, just on a different plane. And yeah, there's been sports that have someone who dominates completely for many years. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is it is all up in here that determines who's gonna be number one and who stays at number one for X amount of time. So it is a psychology thing. But yeah, no, I agree with you, PP. It's possible. Yeah, again, this what this wasn't this wasn't meant to, you know, I, I was just gonna throw it out there. You can, you know, believe uh, whatever you like. I think it's fun to have differing things, but I you know I'm glad to hear uh glad to hear that. And I think again, so many people are, are making use of this right now. I think salt salt's doing that too and in, in her own way and things that she's talking about and so uh, i think it's an exciting time for melee that we're only moving towards more i think it comes up a lot for a reason so i, I put that forward but again i think even outside of that i think um 
Cody is just someone that could just be that next player if he's so interested. It may be Jay Mook. I don't know. He's he's got a lot going mm-hmm. on right now, but he's definitely got potential for it too. So I think those are those are current possible candidates, and then you know we'll see what Zane's ICs do. But I, so I think even right now it's a possibility. But you know I think as we project forward, I think it's more possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, unless there's unless there's anything else, I'm I'm willing to send Vincent on his way. Uh, Vincent, thank you so much for calling in. Fun question. Any shout outs for us on your way out today? Yeah, uh, shout out Salt. Some of the most exciting melee to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout That's out right. PP Toe. Shout out both of y'all for thank you uh, being around and making sure that you know everything. And like someone like me who's watched for a decently long time, it's really exciting to hear your voices and three of you and the larger melee community uh is constantly growing because of people like you um and shout out to you my main man zeke hey let's go zeke (laughs) love a zeke shout out that's right all right appreciate you guys thank you very much thank you very much okay well um if i can what, what are you feeling right now do we just take it over to community voice that's our last caller yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think we got a, got a lot of good questions and uh, shout out to everybody calling in. But yeah, I definitely think that the last question has to be given by Salt. Yes. To all y'all on the YouTube uh, comment section. So Salt, you can ask the good people, the good Golden Guardians Melee audience, anything you want. It actually doesn't even really have to be about Melee, but you know, usually it is just kind of traditionally speaking. Uh, but what, what do you want to ask them and have them reply to for next week? And if you want us to stall, we can do that. Yeah, that's true. I need to stall. I need to stall. Okay. All right. Some ideas. Very frequently, <laughs> a question gets asked that, like, it's something that got brought up in the middle of the episode. Like, say, a caller said something you found interesting, and you're like, oh, I wonder what other people think about that. So you could pass that question on to the, to the audience. Just try to be helpful. Uh, but, sometimes uh, people do market research. We have people on there like, well, oh, that's true. Like to see more of. They well, just well, ask something that they're, it's like uh, they have a personal vested interest in. Yeah, that's right. Like, what kind of videos should I make or some shit? You know, one time, one time, Sfat asked, "What do you? How would you guys define my play?" So it could, if you just want it to be all about you, it can be all about you. Oh yeah, it that really, was pretty funny. It, uh, you know, you can. Uh, what, what's your what's your favorite thing about salt? It really can be, uh, but it can be, you know, um, it, it can be, you know, because I think you're a player that you know goes. You like you experiment a lot, like you can ask them what they're experimenting with lately or what's a, like a cool setup they have. Like there there are all kinds of things that that, you know, you can consider. Um, I mean, you're from you're from the Texas scene, which is pretty cool is a question I had written down that didn't get a chance to ask. You could say, well, you know, is there is there a scene that you think's underrated? There's, you know, a lot of cool things in there. OK, am I able to ask a philosophical question that makes you yes. think about your life? Yes. OK. I guess my question is, what are you here for? Hell Lit. yeah. Lit. What are you here for? What's your answer to that question? Me? Well, oh, salt. Either, well yeah, salt, yeah, yeah. salt first. We'll do salt first. Okay, for me, um, I feel like I am here to... I've always wanted to help people, and I didn't know an avenue to do that, but I know... That with this, I had an avenue where I can show people that, or I can help people who are also black, who are also trans. That if you if you want to do something, you can do it. Um, Love that. Be it be be it what, what whatever you want to do, which is I don't, I don't know if you want to work in an office or you want to I don't know make art, music, play a game, play a sport, whatever. That it's just it's possible that we're not just barred out because as far as I see, there is no. There is a lot of trans representation, but there's no black trans representation anywhere that I can see. I can think of one person, Miss Moore, if I got her name right. One person, and she's like 80-something years old. Other than that, there's no one. Um, so I feel like I'm just here to, I guess, inspire people, help people, support people, show them that you can do whatever you honestly feel like doing with your life. You know? Then I, I ask that to everyone else. What are you here for? Beautiful. 
Toph, nice. what Toph, you 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 looked like you were very you jump at the opportunity to answer. So I, I'm very curious. What it? No, what I just thought you, you were for? looking at me because you said you said <laughs> what, what did you think? I thought you were for some reason. I just thought you were asking me, but then I just realized, yeah, you kind of just threw it. Well, I I mean, if you, I I didn't want to. I don't want you to feel left out. Do you want to answer or do you not want to answer? Uh, I've talked about mine before, you know. Um, so no, I kind of want to. I feel like it's more poetic if we leave it at that. Leave it at that. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, hey, that's maybe I'll give my answer next. Maybe I'll give my answer yeah. next week after all y'all give your answers in the YouTube comments and we're yes. reading them out loud. Nice and then one. I want to hear your answer, PP, as well, because I know you've gone through quite a journey yourself in terms of, you know, kind of what your goals are and your motivations mm. and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I think that'd be pretty cool. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll have that on next week, but we're going to wrap up here this week. Thank you so much, Salt, for coming on. Uh, you know, good luck in your journey good luck inspiring others i think you're doing a great job with that and you're going to do more of that here today um please go check out salt stream in the meantime uh thank you so much toe for holding it down thank you so much everyone that called in listened tuned in and watched we're going to be out of here for now but we'll be back next week this is radio melee signing out gamers <laughs>